0: Content warning. The following episode includes discussion of physical and sexual abuse, including the abuse of children. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, this is Jay. What a difference two years makes. In 2018, the United States and the rest of the world was first being made aware of the Trump regime's policy enforcing family separations for refugees coming from Central America and the caging of children at camps where they were being subject to horrific abuses at the hands of Border Patrol agents. In some cases, these separated children were adopted out to American families through private adoption agencies run by evangelical Christians. Meanwhile, their parents were being deported with no way of reuniting their families. The way Trump's immigration policy was justified at the time by then Secretary of State Jeff Sessions, as well as then Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, was that these refugees had broken the law by crossing the border without the proper paperwork. So they were illegal immigrants, and therefore in violation of not only the laws of the United States, which was a lie, as asylum-seeking is a legal act, but that they were also in violation of the laws of the Bible. Specifically, both were referencing Romans 13, 1-5, a passage of the Bible stating that those in authority are set up by God and that Christians must obey these authorities. Besides that the United States should not be governed by a particular religion, the Establishment Clause is a thing, plus nothing good comes from theocracy. This justification places historical and current events in a different light. After all, People like Sessions and Sanders, and many who support Donald Trump, even now, also celebrate the Fourth of July, the celebration of the United States declaring its independence from the authority of Great Britain in the 1700s. Some even support the Confederacy, those who rebelled against federal government authority because they wanted to preserve their right to own slaves. And this led to the Civil War from 1861 through 1865. So many contradictions. But here's the real issue. It's extremely dangerous for the future of a democratic republic for a ruling regime to reference religious text that says that simply due to being in power, everything they do is sanctioned by God and everyone must obey. It's the ultimate might makes right. The following bonus episode was originally released for Patreon subscribers in August of 2018 within the context of Central American refugees and family separations. Yet the message continues to be relevant today. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Jay Poole, and this is Is Potstar Podcast. Today's Patreon bonus episode is Editorial by Jay. Editorial by Jay is essentially a feature where I give my take on a specific issue or topic. This topic I've wanted to talk about for a while is about how the Trump administration has used one specific passage from the Bible as a tool for manipulating the American people. Back in April of this year, Attorney General Jeff Sessions instituted the zero tolerance policy of splitting the children from families who have arrived at the U.S.-Mexico border and have turned themselves into Border Patrol seeking asylum from countries like El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. The families were separated partially as a deterrent for future immigrants, but also as a way for authorities to convince asylum-seeking families to drop claims for asylum. Asylum is a legal process, and seeking asylum is legal for immigrants to do but the Trump administration has systematically rolled back the reasons one can seek asylum and is using the separated children to extort worried parents to drop their claims. If these families drop their claims to asylum, then they will be labeled as illegal immigrants and would be deported. After public outcry, the family separation policy was rescinded for future immigrants, but there is no plan for the families currently separated to be reunited and apparently no system was set up to do so. A federal judge ordered the families to be reunited, but thousands of children are still not reunited with their parents. Complicating matters is that some of the parents of the children detained have already been deported. When asked about the family separation policy, Sessions justified it by reading a passage from the Bible. I would say due to the Apostle Paul and his clear and wise command in Romans uh, 13 to obey the laws of the government, because God has ordained the government for his purposes. Orderly and lawful processes are good in themselves. Consistent, fair application of law is in itself a good and moral thing, and that protects the weak, it protects the lawful. Our policies that can result in short-term separation of of families is not unusual. Later, Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked about this. Second question, completely unrelated, on these uh, children who are being separated from their families as they come across the border. Uh, The Attorney General earlier today said that uh, somehow there's a justification for this in the Bible. Uh, Where does it say in the Bible that it's moral? Uh, to take children away from their mothers? Uh, I'm not aware of the Attorney General's comments or uh, what he would be referencing. Uh, I can say that uh, it is very biblical to enforce the law. Uh, that is actually repeated a number of times throughout the Bible. However, this... Uh, hold on, Jim, if you'll let me finish. Uh, again, I'm not going to comment on the attorney-specific comments that I haven't seen. That's not the what law. I said, and I, I know it's hard for you to understand. Um even short sentences, I guess, but and please don't take my words out of context. But the separation of illegal fam- alien families is the product of the same legal loopholes that Democrats refuse to close. And these laws are the same that have been on the books for over a decade. And the president is simply enforcing them. It's a moral policy to take children away from their parents. Uh, can you imagine the horror policy that these to children and must be going through? The when they come across the border they're with their parents and then suddenly they're pulled away from their parents, why is the government? doing this? Because it's the law, and that's what the law states. Specifically, Sessions and Sanders are referring to Romans 13, 1-5. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves for rulers hold no terror for those who do right but for those who do wrong do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority then do what is right and you will be commended for the one in authority is god's servant for your good but if you do wrong be afraid for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason they are god's servants agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. The context of the verse is that Paul was writing to the early Christians in Rome and instructing them regarding how to conduct themselves within the larger context of the surrounding passages, demonstrating themselves as a people and a faith of peace. Now, there is some debate among Bible scholars as to whether Paul actually wrote this section, and some believe it may have been added later by someone else. But the implication within the passage is that the authorities being submitted to are just and are looking out for the good of the people. People in authorities such as Sessions and Sanders, using that passage to justify the policy of family separation is self-referential. They're essentially saying the policy we are enacting is biblical because the Bible says to submit to authority, and we are the authority. So it's biblically correct because we say so. See, this doesn't leave any room for these government leaders to be subject to any consideration of the morality or righteousness of their actions. Their interpretation of Romans 13, the government using Romans 13 to provide legitimacy for inhumane policies, This is very dangerous on a number of levels. First, this interpretation of Romans 13 absolves those in authority of any responsibility to craft laws and policies that are just and humane. But there is evidence in the Bible that says otherwise. Woe to those who make unjust laws, to those who issue oppressive decrees, to deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people, making widows their prey and robbing the fatherless. What will you do on the day of reckoning, when disaster comes from afar? To whom will you run for help? Where will you leave your riches? Nothing will remain but to cringe among the captives or fall among the slain. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised. Isaiah 10, 1-4 The separation of families is, in fact, an unjust policy. First of all, if you are caught in the United States as an undocumented immigrant the first time, it is a misdemeanor. We don't separate families from misdemeanors under most other circumstances. Also, the other issue is here that asylum-seeking is not illegal. Because despite some conservatives blaming the parents for being separated from their children, assuming criminality, In most cases, the rules regarding asylum are in fact being followed by these families. Asylum seekers are required to start the process in the country they are requesting refuge in, not in their countries of origin. An asylum is a legal process. The process should be followed rather than making blanket assumptions that claims of asylum are being abused. And speaking of abuse, The government, in separating children from their parents, are failing to protect the children. Their own policy has placed them with the responsibility to protect. Widespread mistreatment and abuse has been reported at these child detainment facilities. The Nation reported an account that was particularly horrifying. Content warning. This segment discusses sexual abuse. If this is a sensitive subject, please skip through this segment which will last about two minutes. According to accounts from the parents and legal documents obtained by the nation, a six-year-old girl from Guatemala was separated from her parents on May 24th of this year after her family presented themselves at a port of entry in El Paso, Texas, with paperwork demonstrating that returning them to Guatemala would result in harm. The girl was detained in a detention facility in Arizona run by Southwest Key Programs. While at the facility, the girl was sexually abused by an older child also held at the facility. This facility informed the parents, held elsewhere, of the abuse on June 11th, but said that Southwest Key was changing some of its policies and no more abuse would occur. But, a day after they contacted the child's father, they made the girl sign a form that required her to maintain distance from her abuser, You heard that right. A six-year-old girl being sexually abused was forced to sign a form making her responsible for staying away from the person who molested her. Well, June 22nd, a week and a half after the facility contacted the family initially regarding abuse, they contacted them again, informing them that the same abuser hit and sexually abused their child again. When the child's father asked them how they could allow this to happen again, The caller at the facility only stated she was calling to tell him it happened. Through families belong together and a team of attorneys, the family has been reunited, but the child has shown signs of trauma. The child's mother recounted, I hugged her. I was crying. She didn't recognize me. She told me that she thought I was never going to be with her again and that she was going to have to live with another lady. She behaved like she was still in detention. She wouldn't touch me, hug me, or kiss me, unquote. The federal government and the private agencies in their employ are failing these children and their families who are simply seeking safety from circumstances back home. The government has a responsibility here to those requesting asylum. But instead, the Trump administration is changing the rules and blaming everyone but themselves when they created the problem and they had the power to fix it. It's gaslighting at its finest. Second, their interpretation of Romans 13 gives legitimacy to every government on earth, not just the U.S. government. When Romans was written, the U.S. didn't even exist and wouldn't for another 1,700 years. This interpretation justifies every oppressive government there has ever been and ever will be because they're the authorities and you have to submit, lest there be repercussions which are condoned by God. Of course, there's the meta example of the Nazis and Adolf Hitler. Those who hit the targets of the Nazis, such as the Jewish people, the Roma, and many others for extermination in the Holocaust, were disobeying the authorities who, according to this interpretation, were ordained by God. It also could be used, and was used, to justify slavery in the United States as God ordained. If Sessions and Sanders are correct, the abolitionists and the slaves who escaped were abiding in sin rather than their consciences. But let's get more current here. There are oppressive regimes and broken governments all over the world. The reason why there are waves of refugees from places like Syria is because of government oppression. The refugee surge coming from Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras is because of broken governments and the citizens being terrorized by guns and drug lords. And the reason why these countries have these issues is because the U.S. government supported oppressive, often murderous right-wing regimes in these and other Latin American countries several decades ago during the Cold War. The U.S. deemed containment of communism more important than human rights and self-determination. So the refugee crisis is essentially the making of the U.S. government, but the government not only refuses to fix what they broke, but extends the abuse of those affected for another generation. Third, and this is important for those who are most inclined to interpret Romans 13 as a law and order ubalis passage. It shows a clear lack of understanding of the faith they claim to belong. I mentioned recently in episode 33, That Jesus died by crucifixion as a criminal convicted by the Roman Empire. Well, many of the early apostles were also killed by the government, and a number of the saints throughout history were killed by government authorities breaking the law by practicing their faith. Even today, there are a number of places where it's extremely dangerous to practice Christianity. Donald Trump, friend to Christians, according to many an evangelical leader, has been spending his first term cozying up to dictators and authoritarian leaders such as Russian President Vladimir Putin, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The Russian government has instituted laws restricting the evangelism of Christians designed to shut down house churches and missionary work. Turkey is currently holding Christian missionary Andrew Brunson, who was arrested in a sweep along with journalists and others, during Turkey's failed coup in 2016 against Erdogan's authoritarian regime. And, according to Open Doors USA, a nonprofit Christian missionary group specializing in equipping Christians in nations hostile to the faith, North Korea has been ranked number one on the oppression scale. Number one. What a friend, Donnie. What a friend. And if we go with the Sessions and Sanders version of Romans 13, All of this oppression of Christianity and Christians is biblical because it's the law and Christians broke it by practicing their faith. Oh, the irony. So guys, let's think twice about using Romans 13 or any other scripture out of context to justify government-led oppression, injustice, and abuse, okay? Since this episode was first released in 2018, while the Trump regime's immigration policy has been challenged by individuals and several advocacy groups in the courts and at the grassroots level, the regime has continued their cruel actions towards Central American refugees, bottlenecking refugees at the border while awaiting hearings at ports of entry to see if they could cross housing refugee families at camps, concentration camps, using the original definition of the term, and still subject to inhumane conditions and abuse, the danger to their health and lives has increased substantially in the era of COVID-19. While Jeff Sessions and Sarah Huckabee Sanders are no longer part of Trump's administration, the Romans 13 justification continues to be used, albeit in distilled form, to justify U.S. government actions now—not only in support of the mistreatment of Central American refugees, who are still being held in camps, but the active suppression of the free speech rights of American citizens, whose speech the regime doesn't like. This includes the violent actions taken by federal officials and mercenaries at Black Lives Matter protests across the country against protesters and journalists, and the kidnapping of protesters during demonstrations. Welcome to authoritarianism. Yet, Trump's base, who have backed his actions against Black Lives Matter protesters, also support protests against the measures taken by a number of state governments to limit the spread of the novel coronavirus, including the mandatory use of masks and shutdowns of certain types of events, businesses, industries, and institutions. This included armed protesters demonstrating at state capitals, and in the case of Michigan, storming said Capitol building while the police essentially stood down instead of running over everyone with riot gear and tear gas. Where was their willingness to obey authorities then? Rules for thee, but not for me. To be completely honest, the longer the U.S. goes down this road, and the more evangelicals point to the Bible for justification, while ignoring the other parts of the Bible that support freedom and liberation from oppressive regimes, and the support of people who are oppressed within them, the more I believe that a lot of them are trolling when it comes to their faith. It's a means for power and a justification for keeping the boots on the necks of those in society they hate, where they get all the perks, but none of the responsibility. A means to an end. After all, Luke 6.46 says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? There are entire evangelical conferences dedicated to working against social justice. A number of evangelical organizations push a hyper-individualistic and frankly bigoted version of Christianity that may be a lot of things but not as Isaiah 61:1 says and Luke 4:18 reiterates, good news to the poor and freedom for the imprisoned and oppressed. With a famed 81% of white evangelicals who supported Donald Trump in 2016 Continue to stand with Trump as his authoritarian, anti democratic vision continues to unfold? It remains to be seen. But let's continue to be vigilant, warn others, and fight every step of the way. Thank you very much for listening to Potstar Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more where that came from. If you're really enjoying Pot Stirrer Podcast, please give it five stars and leave a review. It's not to make me feel great. It's just to increase visibility so more people can enjoy it. Check out potstirerpodcast.com for all episodes, merch, and more. And apparently my vacation home is on Twitter. So follow me at Pot Stirrer Cast j Jay Poole, let's fight for America's future because freedom is not free.